Verse 28, I know none of you ever get weary, but take the tape to somebody. That's a joke, son. All right. Now listen to what Isaiah says in verse 28 of Isaiah 40. Have you not known? It's like he's shocked. Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. Now, take those two words, and those are the two words that we're going to deal with today, because we serve a God who does not faint and who never gets weary, but we are a people who regularly get weary, and if we don't take care of the weariness, we will faint. His understanding is unsearchable. Now, look what it says God does, because he doesn't ever faint or get weary. He's able to give power to the weak and to those who have no might, He increases their strength. Even the youths, the young people, shall faint and be weary. Young men will totally fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall. Everybody say shall. Here's a promise now. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall not just renew their strength, but they will mount up with wings like an eagle. They will run, and when they run, they will not be weary. And when they walk, they will not faint. Father, thank you for your word today and for delivering this congregation from a spirit of weariness. I thank you, Lord, that though Christians all over the world are weary and fainting, there is a solution from your word. Help us, Lord, to lose the spirit of weariness today and gain a spirit of strength. Help us to be strengthened from a word spoken in due season. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him you're going to be strengthened today as you're being seated. Preach a little bit. (laughs) Well, Kathy sends her love. She's working today. Got up at the crack of dawn. And I said goodbye to her, and I'm believing God, we're believing God, that by the end of the summer, somewhere around there, she'll be able to be here all the time. So uh, agree with us for that. And uh, she said, I just so want to be in church instead of going to work. And I said, I want you there. And I know they do. So just pray to that end. Amen? Now, Isaiah tells us that weariness can strike the young and the old alike. Even the youths, he says, even young people will faint and be weary. Young men will utterly fall. Now we're sharing this series because I believe the body of Christ in America, the body of Christ in Fort Worth, has a level of weariness to it, has a level of fainting to it. Uh, There's been a lot of warfare. There have been a lot of trials. We live in a culture that wears you down, wears you out. And I believe that God wants His people to be strong because the joy of the Lord is our strength. He wants us strong. He doesn't want us walking around weary all the time. doesn't want us with a fainting spirit. And so the Lord just spoke to me to do this series this summer. It's going to be a summer growth series. We're going to spend eight weeks on strengthening the body of Christ through a word spoken in due season. You know, a word in due season does two things. First of all, it speaks to your heart and not just your head. A word in due season speaks to your heart. It's where you say amen. It's where you say, now that is God talking to me. But a word in due season does more than that. A word in due season speaks to your heart. You know why? Because it speaks to your season. 
Now, there is a summer in God. There is a springtime in God. There is a fall in God. And there is a wintertime in God. We all, everyone in this room, are in a particular season in our own lives. And a word spoken in due season not only speaks to your heart, but it speaks to the season that you're in. You may be in a summertime of harvest and joy. You may be in a wintertime where it seems like everything is shut down, where there's no greenery around you, no growth. You're walking in pure faith. That's a wintertime. But there is a word in due season, and I believe that God spoke to me on a bike ride last week and said, I want you to bring a series on a word spoken in due season. And as I began to sit down and pray about it, he just seemed to lay on my heart these things. And I want to begin by talking about a strengthening word to the weary Christian. Weariness in the Bible can carry several shades of meaning in Scripture. Let me just share a few. Psalm 6.6, David said, I am weary. I am weary with my groaning. All night I make my bed swim. I drench my couch with my tears. Now the word weary in that particular psalm means to gasp, to be exhausted, to be tired. He said, I'm so weary. I'm exhausted. I'm gasping. The idea almost, I'm gasping for strength. I'm weary with what's been going on. I'm weary with the trials. I'm weary. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11, Solomon says, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of His correction. Interestingly, the word weary there means to loathe, to have a disgust for something, to be weary, so weary of God's correction that you lose heart and you pull away. That's why he says, don't be weary of God's correction. There are times... Brethren, when God will correct you to a level that it is wearying, you look up and you want to just say, God, enough is enough is enough. And he says, don't be weary in the correction of the Lord because it will straighten you out, it will put you on a righteous path, and the end of it will be fruit to the glory of God. But that's what weary means there. I'm so, I'm so corrected, I'm tired of it, and I want to pull away. Isaiah 50, verse 4. The prophet says, the Lord God has given me. Now he's talking about Jesus. He's prophesying about the coming Messiah. And he's telling us something about the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he's talking in the, in the first person, as if Jesus were talking. He says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. One of the ministries of our Lord Jesus Christ is to bring to us a word in due season when we're weary. Amen. I mean, one word from God can stand you on your feet. One word from God can give you hope. One word from God can open your eyes. One word from God can give you a, a fresh breath. One word from God can get you moving again. One word from God can put a skip in your step, a gleam in your eye, a smile on your face. One word from the one who was anointed to speak a word to him that was weary. Amen. Now, jumping down to the New Testament, we know this one very well. Galatians 6, 9, Paul says, Be not weary. Be not weary. Don't let weariness wrap its tentacles around your soul. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season, there's a due season, there is a due season, we shall, I love the shalls in the, in the Word of God, we shall reap. 
if we don't faint or lose heart. Now, I want you to notice something. Here's your due season out there. It is the season of harvest. It's the season of blessing. It is the season of answered prayer. It is the season of bounty, the season of goodness. There it is out there, just over the horizon. Do you see it? Just around the corner, a field white for harvest, a field of blessing from the hand of God. There it is, but you've got an enemy. And the enemy is weariness. Don't be weary in well-doing because there's a due season out there that you're going to reap if, if, if you do not faint and lose heart. Now I want you to notice that weariness precedes fainting. If you don't handle weariness, folks, and I'm going to talk about the difference in a moment, but if you don't handle weariness, if you don't take care of it, if you don't finally get an answer and get a word and strengthen yourself, you're in danger of fainting. And when you faint, you give up. You put up the white flag. You say enough is enough and you walk away just before the blessing of God comes. So he says, don't allow weariness, a spirit of weariness to rob you of your due season because in due season you're going to reap if you don't faint. Now in that verse, weary actually means cowardice, faint-hearted, to be in difficult or unfortunate circumstances. Here's the idea. The idea when he says, don't be weary in well-doing, the idea is that difficult circumstances are pressing on you. Different things are coming in against you. And you're feeling weary over it. That's what weary means. To be in difficult or unfortunate circumstances. Things are going wrong. They're not going like you thought they would. They're not going like you predicted or expected. They're not going like you prayed. You don't understand. Circumstances are not making sense. They're not adding up and that's wearing on you, it's tearing you down, it's wearing you down. And he says, that's going to make you weary. And if you don't take care of the weariness, and that's why I'm preaching on this, if you don't take care of the weariness, weariness will take care of you. Because eventually, weariness will get you to say it's not worth it. It's not worth going on, it's not worth pressing on, it's not worth the trouble. I'm just going to put up the flag and give up. And when you give up, you have officially fainted. And you faint when your answer is just out there. I want to tell you something today. You're closer than you think. You are closer than you think. Matter of fact, my experience with the devil is that he presses in to make us weary and get us to, to faint just before the answer comes. He knows being in the spirit arena when God's about to do something, he can sense it, he can smell it coming, and he'll try to wear you down and wear you out and weary you and bring you to a point of fainting where you say with David, answer me speedily, O Lord, my spirit fails. David said, I sense myself about to faint. Lord, answer me speedily, do something, because I don't want to faint, because I know the answer is coming. I want you to say with me, he's closer than I think. Yeah, give the Lord a hand of praise. I'm telling you, it's true. One of the best descriptions of weariness in the Bible is found in 2 Corinthians 1.8. I want you to listen to what Paul describes here. He tells us the truth, and I'm so thankful that Paul uh, told the truth about what he went through. Listen to what he says. I think you ought to know, dear brothers, about the hard time we went through in Asia. We were really, listen to these words now, crushed and overwhelmed and feared we would never live through it. We felt we were doomed to die and saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. But that was good 
For then we put everything into the hands of God, who alone could save us, for He can even raise the dead. You can go through such pressing trials that it seems like you have died. And Paul said, even if we get to the point where it feels like we have died, he said, God brought us around because God is able to raise the dead. And so, amen. Listen to the words, crushed, overwhelmed, with feelings of fear and doubt and powerlessness. There you have a description of weariness. Now, when does weariness, or where does weariness come from? Where does it really come from? Let me just give you a a few things out of the Word of God that I see in there. Where weariness comes from. How does weariness attack us? First of all, weariness comes from an unbalanced life. Weariness comes from an unbalanced life. Listen to what Jesus said to the disciples. You must come away to some lonely place all by yourselves, and here's the four-letter word, rest, for a while. And then the Bible tells why Jesus said that. For there were so many coming and going that the apostles had no time even to eat. And when I read that, I thought of our day, coming, going, coming, going, coming, going, coming. Where are you going? I don't know. I'm coming, I'm going, I'm coming, I'm going. I don't even know anymore. I'm just coming and going, coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. So much so that we don't have time for our marriages, time for our kids, time to take care of our own soul. And you know what that does? Weariness attacks the unbalanced life. Here's Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, God incarnate, God in flesh form. He looked at His men and He saw that they were coming and going and coming and going, going to meetings, going to this, going to that. And they were right smack in the middle of the will of God and the work of God with God's man of the hour. But Jesus said, you better watch out. You better come aside into a lonely place, away from all of this stress, all this pressure, and spend time with me or weariness is going to take you down. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. When, when weariness gets you, faith decreases and doubt increases. You will have your best faith, you will have your strongest faith when you are rested and have been with God and in His Word and in the place of prayer. You can't let weariness take you down, but it comes from an unbalanced life. When things get overwhelming, balance it. Say, Pastor, I don't have time to balance it. I rest my case. (laughs) Yeah, you do have time. Let me tell you what you do. Turn, Turn off that stupid television. That's nothing but secular humanism being pumped into your brain and into your heart. It's not going to do anything but weaken your faith for the most part. Close those magazines. Close books that don't have anything to do with God. Go outside. Go into a prayer closet. Take the phone off the hook. Turn the television off. Get alone with God. Pour your heart before Him. Spend time with Him. I'm preaching today. I'm sharing a word today. Now listen. And even doing this, even, even, even ministering today, When I got this message ready, I went out on my patio and I opened up the Bible and I fed my own spirit because I've learned you can minister to people until you yourself die. You can be so intent on taking care of everybody else and you can call it spiritual all day. It's not spiritual, friend, if you croak. There's no glory in you expiring and fainting from weariness and giving up the fight. When things get overwhelming, 
Balance it out by pulling away and resting and spending time with Jesus. You've got to spend time with Jesus. Now the second thing that brings weariness is living outside of the will of God will bring weariness. Listen to Jeremiah. Then I said, I will not make mention of him. Listen to what he said to himself. Here's a weary man talking. He said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. I quit. I'm weary. I've had it. But he said, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I know that feeling. You want to go sell shoes. You want to go do something else. But there is a fire down in the bones of people who love God. you got to live for Him or you will die. you got to speak for Him or you will die. And, and, and the minute you say, I'm done with all this, I'm going to walk away, and you get out of the will of God, listen to what Jeremiah said happened to him. I was weary. I was weary of holding it back. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of things you can do, and there's some things you cannot do. If you love God and you're His child, here's what you cannot do, and keep your peace and keep your strength. You can't get out of the will of God. If you get out of the will of God, it will weary you. The struggle between your conscience and the voice of God, the struggle between your heart and its passion for Jesus and your flesh wanting to go another way will tear you apart. It will weary you, wear you down. A third thing that brings weariness to a Christian is spiritual warfare. Temptations, testings, trials, spiritual conflict with the adversary of our soul wears you down when you're in a spiritual battle. That's why I strongly urge you, if you're in a spiritual battle, don't fight it alone. Don't fight it alone. My dog knows better than to fight a battle alone. Where does that leave a lot of believers? I'm out in the front yard with my new little dog the other day, and this other dog from the neighborhood came walking up and growled at him. He growled for a minute, looked at the dog, looked at me, and ran and got right in between my legs and looked at him. He knew, I'm going to my master. I'm not fighting this thing alone. We need to one another, one another. Come on, everybody. Call somebody up and say, I'm in a real battle. Pray with me. Here's what it's about. Pray with me. Let your pride go. If you don't let your pride go, your pride will take you down. Listen to what the Bible says. If you faint or you grow weary... In the day of adversity, your strength is small. So the Bible talks about the day of battle, the day of adversity, and being wearied in it. And here's another reason, and the last reason I want to mention. Many different trials descending on you at the same time period wear you down and weary you. Listen to David, Psalms 40. For innumerable evils, all at once, here they came, trials, testings, all at once, have surrounded me. And then David said, therefore my heart fails me. There he got weariness, bringing him to a point of fainting. In Romans 7, Paul speaks of being troubled on every side. It's one thing to have a trial over here, one thing to have a trial over here or out here, but when one comes this way, another that way, another that way, another from behind, another from above, another from below, it's enough to wear you out. That's why you've got to call somebody and say, man, I'm having all kinds of testings and trials. Pray with me. Stay in touch with me. I'm not fighting this alone or it will weary me and bring me to the point of fainting. Well then, what is the cure for weariness? What does the Bible say the cure is for that weary spirit? That weary spirit. 
is where you get up and you say, oh me, instead of amen. You look at the alarm clock and say it's impossible. You don't go to church because you want to. You go to church because you think you ought to. You don't pray because you want to. You pray to take care of a troubled conscience. You don't read your Bible because you're hungry. You read your Bible out of duty. That is what weariness does to you. That's That's what a fainting heart brings about in your life. God wants us coming to church because we can't wait to get into the presence of God. He wants us getting into the Word to feed our spirits. He wants us to go into the place of prayer because we want to get alone with the one who our soul loves. He wants us to be passion-driven, not duty-driven. He wants us changed. And so you can either move in a weary spirit or in a passionate spirit under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So how can I get rid of weariness? What is the solution for a weary spirit? Well, Isaiah told us, and it's so powerful. He says, they that wait, they that wait, they that wait upon the Lord. Now, when I think of that, I picture somebody sitting at a bus stop. They know it's supposed to get there at a certain time, and they're waiting. They that wait for the Lord like you would wait for a bus to arrive? No, no, no. It's, it's much stronger than that. They that wait upon the Lord. The key to recovering from a spirit of weariness is waiting on the Lord. Then what does it mean? The word wait means to bind together by twisting. To bind together by twisting. That's what wait means. You spend so much time with Him, you spend quality time with Him to the point that you are wrapping yourself around Him. Now today, I brought something because I thought this has to be an illustration. Here's the Lord. Here's you. If I can get you out of there. There you are. Here's the Lord. Here's you. Nothing breaks Him. He already told us in Isaiah, I don't get weary. And I don't faint, ever. You can't wear me out. If you come to me a hundred times a day with the same problem, you don't wear me out because I don't get weary. And I don't faint. And God doesn't ever sleep. He does not sleep. He has self-imposed insomnia. There's the Lord. Now, Frank, would you come and hold the Lord for a minute? I'm going to show you something. Now, how about you? Can you faint? How about how strong are you? The devil attacks you. You come under all kinds of circumstances. You don't spend time with God. You don't spend time in the Word. You get away from Him, and before long... Where's so-and-so? I hadn't seen him in church for a while. Well, I don't know. You call him, what's going on? Oh, just had some testings. Well, what's the matter? Well, just kind of tired, you know, just taking a sabbatical. <laughs> now, that's translated. Now, I know there's legitimate sabbaticals, but a lot of times it's translated, I'm worn out. I have crashed and burned. I don't have any more fire. I don't want to come to church. I don't want to see those things called Christians. I'm had it. This is me. I'm broken. And, and I gave it my best shot. But the reason that you broke, because you're out there on your own. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh, I love the Lord Jesus with all my heart. I'm so glad to be a Christian. Ain't it grand to be a Christian? And this and that and the other. And, and, and you got the testimony, but you're not spending time with Him. So you break. You break. 
So he says, but they that wait upon the Lord, they wrap around. When you read that Bible, when you spend time with Him in prayer, when you come to church and you get fed and you fellowship with others and you stay strong in the Lord and the power of His might, you are no longer on your own. You're not on your own. Hang on, Frank. I brought these too. How strong are you? When the stresses come, you don't break. You know why? Because he can't break. He said, I don't weary. I don't faint. And as long as you're spending time on me, waiting on me, you are as strong as your last time with God. Listen, when was the last time you got alone with God? and fed your spirit because every time you walk away from a successful devotional time with God, here's what you look like. Now, if I take that string away from this chain, it easily snaps when pressures pull it from both sides. Now, here comes the devil. What chance does that string have when the devourer approaches to eat you alive because it says the devil is always walking around like a roaring lion, seeking him he may devour. You are nothing against those jaws. Nothing against his power. Yes, he's a fallen foe. Yes, he's defeated by Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you something. He is formidable. And apart from the chain, he'll eat your lunch. So here he comes, and here's the way I do. Oh, Jesus, get close to me, get close to me, get close to me. Now do a little chomping there, Frank. He can't get that string because he's running up against who I'm wrapped around. Come on, y'all. He's running up against who I'm wrapped around. And here I am, I'm saying, glory to God, hallelujah, Jesus, stay close to me because look at what's trying to... He said, Peter, the devil has a desire to sift you like wheat. Here he came. But I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail, and when you have been restored, you will strengthen your brethren. What happened to Simon Peter? He had a great big mouth. He did. He'd admit it if he was standing here today. He boasted. He bragged. He was full of pride until that cut him to pieces. Then he learned. I'm seeking him with all of my might. I'm wrapping myself around God. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You can't break it. You can't break it. Thank you, Frank. Come on, give God praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, Pastor Jeff, how long do I pray? You pray till you're done. There have been things I've gone through where I had to stay with God three, four hours at a time to get myself where I could make it, however long it takes. Don't be out there blowing in the wind. You don't have a chance. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now he finishes with this, and this is the promise of God. I want you to notice this now. He says, you will mount up with wings as an eagle. 
when you're wrapped around God, here's what God does. The word mount up, the phrase mount up means to rise, to grow up, to be lifted up, to be led up. It will be as if you suddenly sprouted wings that carried you places you could never have gone otherwise. The idea is when you wait upon God by spending time with Him until you are wrapped around Him. That means you walk out of the door full of the Holy Spirit, not full of good morning America. That means you walk out of the door having spent time with Him, not Charlie. That means you walk out the door full of the Word of God. And He says, He says, I'm going to give you wings to rise above the stresses of life when you're wrapped around Me. Oh, they'll still be there. The problems will still be there. But you're above it. All right? He promises... When life requires you to run, come and go and come and go and come and go and come and go. You will not be weary. There you have it. That's God's promise concerning weariness. It's not complicated. You just lean on him. You lean on him. There he is. The Lord is your strength. He is the wisdom of God. He is the provision of God. He is the knowledge of God. He is the fullness of God. He sent Him into this world to see our pain and suffering. Died, rose again from the dead, now is seated at the right hand of the Father, and He wants us wrapping our lives around Him. Hence He said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And then He closes with, I will, I will cause you to not faint when you've got to walk a long ways. You know, Tim's working his way through college. That's a long walk. I went through college. That's a long walk. There are some things in life that takes a long walk. Your marriage is a long walk. Now, you can either wrap that marriage around here or you can be out there just blowing in the wind saying, we're just in love. Wait till the chomper comes. You'll run and wrap yourself around the chain real quick. We want you around that chain when you come out of that class. Because the chomper will come. That's why you need to pray together. Wrap yourself around Him. A marriage is not made of two, it's made of three. He says you will walk and you won't faint. Weariness leads to fainting on the inside. You can't faint if you're not taken down by weariness. So tomorrow morning, it's Memorial Day. Most of you are off work. A lot of you are. What are you going to do? Get up and get with God. Get, get into the habit. Oh, I don't feel like it. Well, you're not going to feel like it until you do it. Do it for a while and you'll feel like it. You didn't feel like smoking the first time. <laughs> but you persevered. Oh, most of the bad habits you've got, your body told you, no, but you persevered. Now you like it. Same thing with getting with God. You'll start liking it. Let's stand together, can we?
I want to pray for you today if you're weary. I'm going to tell you, I've had incredible battles against weariness in the last couple of years. And I had to do what I'm telling you today to survive. And that's what it really comes down to anyway. You may not know it, but you're in a battle of survival. Every one of you. And so I want to pray for you. Let's bow together in prayer, can we? If you can say, Pastor, I'm fighting weariness. And I'm not ashamed to say it. Listen, get everything in the light. I'm not ashamed to say it. Raise your hand. I'm fighting weariness. I love you. I do. Kathy's fighting weariness. I'm praying for her. But you know what? The promise is true. Now, Lord, I'm asking you, help us to wrap our lives around the chain. You. And we're as strong as our relationship with you. No stronger. Lord, I pray that this church has moved into a living, powerful, devotional life in our personal lives. Every one of us will run to the prayer closet, run to the place where we can meet with God, whether we feel it or not, and get into that word and go into prayer, cast our cares upon you, soak in the life of God. Saturate our minds and hearts with the Word of God until our faith has been ignited and is blazing and wants to go reach for a mountain instead of just get by. I sense Him here. He's here right now. I believe he wants to hear from you. I want you just to look up to him and just say, Lord, I need this. I need this. Help me to take the time and the trouble to do this. Lord, a hand of praise, can you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you want to know how to get a devotional life, Wednesday nights, we're on it. And I know some of you live far away, and I, all of you can't make it, but well, I'll tell you, we're learning how to enrich our lives.